Salutation to the preachers, page number five, Uddha Vandana. Iti piso bhagava arehan samma sambhundo vinja charana sampanno sukato rokavido Anuttero purise dhammasarati Satta deva manussanam buddho bhagavati Buddhan jivita pariyantam saranam gacchami Svakato Bhagavata Dhammo Sandittiko Akaliko Ehipassiko Opanaiko Pachattan Veditambo Vinyuhiti Dhammandi Vita Pariyantan Sangha-vandana Samiti Patipanu Bhagavato Savaka Sangu Yadidan Jatari Purisa Yugani Atta Purisa Pungala Esa Bhagavato Savaka Sangu Ahuneyo Pahuneyo Dakineyo anjali karaniyo Anuttaran punyaketan lokasati Sanghandi vita pariyantan saranangachami Page number 16. <coughs> Rectification of faults. Kayena vacha chittena pamadena mayaka 
preached to the deluded world. This truth uh, in Bali termed as Arya Satcha. It is called as Arya because it was discovered by the greatest Arya. Arya means, or oh, in Sanskrit, Arya means the Buddha because this truth was discovered by the greatest Arya the Buddha, who belonged to the noble clan as a fully eradicator of all defilements. So in that sense, uh, we call Buddha as greatest Arya. Buddhism presents its teaching on the problem of suffering and the solution there are to through four propositions, right? One can say uh, Buddhism is teaching its doctrine is the problem of suffering. It means it is the main teaching in Buddhism. There is suffering that is we call in Pali Dukkha. Dukkha means the suffering. <coughs> that is the first truth. There is a cause for this suffering, that is Samudaya, or the cause for suffering. <clears throat> there is a cessation of this suffering through the removal of the cause of suffering. Cessation, we call Nirodha. Nirodha. Nirodha Satcha. That is the third, third truth. There is a way which leads to the removal of cause of this suffering, which results in the cessation of suffering that is called Magga. So these are the four Truths, Dukkha Satcha, Samudaya Satcha, Nirodha Satcha, Magga Satcha. These are the four noble truths which I am going to explain with you in details. <clears throat> Together with these four, we call four noble truths, chattari arya satchani. 
when we are thinking about the significance of these uh, truths or the uh, aspects of noble uh, truths, each assumes significance in relation to the other three. They have significant relation with each other. Uh, they are not separate aspects, right? But they have very good combination or relation with each other. If the truth of suffering, that is Dukkha Satcha, is required to be understood in isolation from the rest such an understanding will necessarily lead to the conclusion that the Buddhism advocates a pessimistic and negative view of life. So that is why there are four aspects or propositions in, in this Four Noble Truths. It is not uh, only uh, talking about the dukkha, not only talking about the dukkha or the suffering, but the uh, eradication of the suffering as well as the reason to suffering. And uh, there are another three uh, aspects of it also discussed. Because of that reason, uh, one cannot say that Buddhism was a pessimistic, Buddhism is a pessimistic or negative view of life, right? <clears throat> Any such misconception could be easily removed if it is understood in its proper context in relation to the other three truths. So, uh, for the better understanding of their relations as well as as a gradual process, uh, question and answer as well as the path and how to uh, process all these things are, we can see in the Four Noble Truths. <coughs> In other words, they are not the four different propositions. They are not uh, different aspects, right? But are four aspects of one. They combine as together. But uh, when we look at uh, in deep, we can see that they are the four aspects of one, the proposition which is called suffering. So the other three parts are really connected with the suffering or the dukkha. <clears throat> 
and also it is clear that the four noble truths constitute as a progressive series each leading to the next and each throwing a light on the next so this is this is how they are presented they have progressive series as a progressive progressive series we can discuss as well as each leads to the next as well as each is throwing light on the next <coughs> it means uh, their connection we can see their real connection <coughs> When we look at the nature of four noble truths, the first and the second truths are for all beings, right? The first truth and the second truth, that is the first truth, the suffering or dukkha, and the cause to the suffering, right? Those are the first truths. Those two, for the all beings, it means they can practice and they can examine by all the people, right? Not any division. They can examine and they can practice. The next two are real in the sense of that they can be made real by all those who have uh, requested some qualities. For the third truth and the fourth truth, uh, someone has to develop some uh, spiritual qualities, right? So otherwise they cannot practice it. That is the Nirodha and the Markar Sakya. These are the third and the fourth truths. Nibbana involving the third noble truth, that is we call Nirodha Sakya, has to be realized in the sense of making it real in oneself. The fourth truth has to be cultivated. So to realize the Nirodha as well as to cultivate the path for the monk, someone needs some kind of spiritual qualities as well as developed mind as well as the other bodily and verbal conducts. Without, without them, someone practice the last two aspects of truths. While the first and the second noble truths define Dukkha and identify its cause of origin respectively, 
the third and the fourth noble truths deal with the path leading to its cessation. So this is also very important. The first and the second truths are defined Dukkha and its cause. The third and the fourth <clears throat> deal with the path leading to its cessation. <clears throat> this path is the noble eightfold path. As we know, we call it noble eightfold path. Attangikamanga in Pali. Noble eightfold path. This is the path. <clears throat> or the fourth noble truth. This path presents a very comprehensive program of training and discipline that leads to one's total inner revolution by the simultaneous uh, perfection of one's morality, concentration and wisdom. So this path <coughs> is, gives, uh, is giving that uh, higher training as well as uh, discipline that leads to one's total inner revolution. With that path we can change our inner situation into a good way. Morality, that is the Siddha, uh, as well as concentration, that is the Samadhi, and the wisdom or Panya, Siddha Samadhi Panya. In this way, this path will train and train and offer us uh, discipline good behavior to shoot our, uh, to build up our inner qualities, inner spiritual qualities. <clears throat> Another point, the knowledge of each four truth involves three stages. <clears throat> Each has three stages, namely knowing that it is true, that is satchanyana knowing, uh, that it is true, knowing something about it, that is the truth, we call satchanyana, <clears throat> that something needs to be done about it. That is Kichanyana. Something need to be done. And that what is needed to be done has been done. That is we call 
novel value. <coughs> truths that belong to the novel, those truths are belonging to the novel. The truths, the realization of which makes one novel, after realization, truths one can say the novel one. Truths that are novel. So these are the, these truths are novel. So in this way we can understand uh, this is not Aryan means actually, not in the sense of racial like like or ethnic meaning, but it is uh, sort of uh, we can suppose that it is also a race, but uh, it is sort of. spiritual racial, it has spiritual idea because uh, uh, Buddha and the worthy ones we call the Aryans. For the, <coughs> for the disciples of the Buddha, those who have entered into the path, we call Aryasavaka, right? Aryasavaka, in the uh, disciples of the Buddha, right? means those disciples have uh, entered into the path, it means the noble eightfold path. They are still training and developing in that path, right? <coughs> that is the idea. In this way, we can conclude the introduction part. Uh, we can observe like this. The truth of suffering, that is the first truth, is to be thoroughly understood. That is, parinyaya, we have to understood the truth of suffering. The cause of suffering is to be removed that is Pahatabha, cause, that is the cause uh, which we are going to discuss later. The second truth we have to remove, right? <clears throat> the cessation of suffering is to be realized, that is Nirodha, we have to realize, that is we call Satchikatabha in Pali. And the path that leads to the cessation of suffering is to be developed. That is, we call Bahave Tabha. So, this is uh, this some introduction part. Now, we are moving to the first noble truth Dukkha uh, Aryasatya. It is generally translated into English, English as the novel truth of suffering. Dukkha Arya Satya. According to the PTS dictionary, PTS meaning Pali Text Society Dictionary, this is the English one. There is no any word in English covering the same ground 
as the term Dukkha does in Pali. It further says that the modern words, sorry, modern words are too specialized or too limited and usually too strong. So this is the idea of PTSD syllabi. It is very difficult to find out any uh, English word for the term Dukkha, but normally we are using suffering as, uh, as a similar meaning. There are 30 items of suffering uh, would be seen in the Dhamma Chakka Pavattana Sutta of uh, Sanyukta Nikaya, <coughs> uh, which is supposed to be the Buddha's very first sermon to the five ascetics at Isipatana that is we call Dhamma Chakka Pavattana Sutta. Uh, these are the 13, 13 items we can see in that particular sutta. Uh, this is about the 13 items of suffering which are belong to uh, what we call dukkha so the items of dukkha right <coughs> they are birth jati aging jara disease vyadi death marana sorrow Soka, lamentation, Parideva, physical pain, that is also Dukkha. For the physical pain also we are calling Dukkha, right? <coughs> Grief, Dhormanasa, tribulations, uh, Upayasa, association with persons and things, which are not dear, which are not like Appiyehi Sampayogo, Appiyehi Sampayoga. Disassociation from persons and things which are dear or like Piyehi Vipayoga, not obtaining what one desires yampi icham na lavati tam whatever I like but I cannot get it right yampi icham na lavati tam and clinging to the five aggregates that is pancha upadana clinging to the five aggregates 
So these are the 13 items we can see in the Brahma Chakra Pavartana Sutra under the term suffering or Dukkha. <clears throat> According to Sangeeti Sutta of Diganikaya, can see three types of suffering or three types of dukkha, not only one type, but three types. <clears throat> the first one is dukkha dukkata. The first one is called dukkha dukkata, suffering as pain, suffering as fail is like Dukkha Vedana, similar to Dukkha Vedana, right? Suffering as pain. This is the ordinary sense of suffering as bodily and mental feeling of pain. This is ordinary sense of suffering as bodily and mental feeling based on bodily and mental feeling. All the items above said, except the last one, belonging, belong to the ordinary suffering as universally accepted pain. Right? I have mentioned 13 items, except the last one, that is clinging to the five aggregates, which I am going to discuss later. The rest 12 items are, we can uh, conclude under the suffering as pain, that is Dukkha, Dukkata. The second one is, in Pali, we call Viparinama Dukkata, Viparinama Dukkata. Viparinama means uh, changing, Viparinama, change. The suffering in change we call Viparinama Dukkata. This refers to bodily and mental happy feeling. It is uh, sort of, uh, we call bodily and mental happy feeling, like Sukhavedana, right? because they are causes for the rising of pain when they change. Right? This is the idea. These are happy feelings. When the happy feelings are changing, the pain will arise. So, in this way, we call Viparinama Dukkata, suffering in change. A happy feeling or a happy condition in life is not permanent, not everlasting. It changes sooner or later, whether we like or not. When it changes, it produces pain, suffering or unhappiness in 
that sense we call it Viparinama Dukkata. That's the second type of Dukkha. <coughs> the last one uh, we call Sankara Dukkata. Sankara Dukkata. The suffering inherent in the formation. Suffering inherent in the formation. Sankara in mental formation, right? It is because of uh, formation, this kind of uh, suffering will arise. Uh, we are going to discuss some references to understand what is uh, what is about this is <clears throat> it refers to the oppressive nature of all formation of existence that means all conditioned phenomena due to their continual arising and passing away. This includes also experiences associated with neutral feelings. In this category, uh, the feelings are like neutral feelings we call adukkama asukavedana. Uh, we can suppose under this category. So it is very easy to understand the nature of the first and the second types of suffering as mentioned above. So the first category that is Dukkha Dukkata and the second one that is Viparinama Dukkata we can easily understand. Right? But for the better understanding of the third type of suffering which is only discussed in Buddhism requires some analytical explanation about the concept of individual. So we should have to understand about the individual. Without it, we cannot understand what is the suffering of uh, formation or the Sankara Dukkata. That is, what we call a being or an individual or I according to Buddhism. It means we should have to understand who I am, right? <clears throat> Is only a combination of ever-changing physical and mental forces Energies. So, a person or the individual is actually a combination of ever changing physical and mental forces, right? Which may be divided into five groups or aggregates. Five groups we call aggregates. Panchakanda. So, <coughs> Five aggregates, uh, now let us consider why and how 
the five aggregates of grass bhima said to be suffering. Uh, five aggregates or panchakanda are matter group that is rupa kanda, the feeling group, vedana kanda, the per perception group. Sanya Kanda, the mental formation group, Sankara Kanda, and the consciousness group, Vinyana Kanda. Kanda means group or mass, right? There are five groups. These are the uh, ever changing physical and mental forces that we have within us. So these, uh, these are grouped under five. Uh, matter group, matter or form group, feeling, perception, mental formation, that is sankara and consciousness. So these are the five groups. These are the five aspects in which the Buddha has some mark all the existing, existing physical and mental phenomena of an individual. So these are the five as aspects of individual. <coughs> However, in the Buddhist definition of suffering, it is not the five aggregates Panchakanda, but the five aggregates of grasping. Hmm? So Panchakanda or five aggregates are not suffering, but suffering is grasping of them. That is, we call Upadana. Hmm? Five aggregates of grasping. Pancha upadana khanda dukkha this is how it is in the discourses that are characterized as suffering so in this way categorized characterized as suffering this serves that although the five aggregates in themselves are not suffering uh, they can be a source of suffering when they become objects of grasping when they become object of grasping or upadana they, uh, the suffering will arise right <clears throat> so this is how uh, the uh, the third type of suffering that is Sankar Dukkata will come arise with us. As an example, the matter group, that is Rupa Rupakhanda, is not a suffering, but a cause for suffering. When the time of it, in the time of matter grasp, 
with faculties, the suffering will arise, and that is called the grasping of matter, rupa, upadana. Right? In this way, we should have to understand grasping of uh, objects uh, with the, uh, as a as a grasping of matters, as a as grasping of uh, Objects will arise the suffering. <clears throat> Individual uh, himself grasping them in three ways. These are the three ways that we are grasping uh, for the objects. This is mine. Etang mama. This I am. Eso hamasmi. And this is myself. Eso meatta. This is my self. In this way we are grasping. Uh, this is this is mine. This is my bag, right? Like this. Eso hamasmi, eso aham asmi. This I am. I am like this. Uh, and this is myself. Eso uh, vyakta. This is uh, what I have. This is what belong to me. <clears throat> the first grasping is due to craving. The first grasping, this is mine or this is mine, it is due to craving or tanha. The second is due to <coughs> conceit or the mana. Man, conceit. And the third is due to the mistaken belief in a self entity that is Ditti. Tangha Mana Ditti. Because of these three reasons or these three defilements, we grasp whatever we can see, whatever we can observe. This is the nature of ordinary people like us. <clears throat> Therefore, the Buddha said that whatever there is of matter, feeling, perception, mental formations and consciousness, whether past, present or future, one's own or external, gross or subtle, lofty, or law, fear, far or near, all of these things one should understand according to reality and true wisdom. We should have to understand 
the reality and the true wisdom as this does not belong to me, this am I not, this is not my ego. In this way we have to uh, practice, we have to think about the, uh, the objects regarding the objects. <coughs> going to uh, discuss something about there are four wrong views uh, according to the Buddhist discourses uh, which were occurred during the time of the Buddha. There were four wrong views regarding the Dukkha or the suffering. <coughs> especially regarding the suffering of an individual. The first one, suffering is self-caused. Idea is suffering is self-caused. That is, sayankata. Some says that suffering is self-caused. It is, it is because as a result of someone who Right? It is once uh, because uh, it is based on the view that there is a continuity of self-entity which acts and suffers its consequences. Consequences. So, sayam kata means it belongs to one's own self-caused. That is the one wrong view. The second based on the theory of external causation according to which man suffers due to a principle which is external to him like we call parankata, external cause. It means uh, the suffering created by someone else so on, like uh, create a god, Isra Nimanavada, or someone say that is destiny, that is Niyativada, as well as uh, nature, some says that is the nature or Subhava. In this way, they have given uh, suffering as a Parankata or as an uh, external. The third one is both self-caused and caused by another, that is sayankatanja, parankatanja, together with first and second aspects. The fourth uh, one is rejects all the three theories mentioned above and seeks to explain the suffering as an accidental uh, circumstances. So the fourth group says, Aditya Samuppanda. It is 
sort of accidental process, not nothing any reason, right? Which is the opposite of cause and effect theory. It is the opposite of cause and effect theory in Buddhism, what we call in Pali Paticca Samuppanna Vavi. So the Aditya Samuppanna theory is the opposite of Paticca Samuppanna, right? So these are the frog leaves. Some people have practiced as well as uh, they talk about regarding the suffering, right? Regarding all these uh, wrong beliefs, uh, uh, Buddha, the Buddha explained, Buddhism rejects all these four theories and explain the suffering individual on the basis of dependent origination or cause and effect theory so according to the teachings of the Buddha Dukkha or the suffering is Paticca Samuppanna Dukkha it's uh, suffering of individual on the basis of so the defendant origination for the cause and effect theory. Uh, this is the significance of the 12 linked causal formula. You know, in the defendant origination <coughs> theory, there are 12 linked causal formula where each succeeding link is said to result from what immediately proceeds it in this way uh, according to Buddhism Dukkha uh, or suffering is a basis of defendant origination or Paticca Samuppada This does not mean that the Buddhist causal formula explains only the origination of suffering. It explains its cessation, nirodha as well. In the causal theory, it is not explaining only the origin of suffering, but the cessation of uh, or, uh, suffering as well. It is only in this progressive order that it explains how suffering to be. <clears throat> the theories uh, we can see like in this principle uh, it is mentioned in some suttas uh, whenever A is present B is also present right? this is the causal theory it must mean sati idam Therefore, from the arising of A, B arises. Imasa upada idam upadyati. In its regressive order, the causal formula solves how suffering comes to cessation. 
this is the rising when a is present word a is a is present b is also present this is the theory of dependent origination as a principle uh, therefore for the arising of a b arises cessation also whenever A is absent B is also absent it must mean asati idam nahoti therefore from the cessation of A B too comes to cessation imasati roda idam nirudhati what this means is that every statement referring to the rising of suffering is always supplemented by another statement which explains how suffering comes to an end. So in this way the uh, twelve links to the twelve prints uh, would explain uh, the suffering, uh, how it arises says uh, according to the uh, this formula <clears throat> for an example as the theory of cause and effect recommended defendant on birth decay death sorrow lamentation pain grief and tribulation arise thus arises all mass of suffering all are different on each other so this is the idea <coughs> now we are going to the uh, second row that is uh, the origin of suffering <coughs> or the arising of suffering Dukkha Samudaya Arya Satcha Most popular and, and well-known definition of the second truth as found in discourses the original text as follows. So this is a definition to the arising of suffering. <coughs> it is this craving or tanha which gives rise to fresh rebirth that is pono bhavika and which is bond up with pleasure and last nandiraga sahagata namely sensual craving that is karma tanha craving for existence and becoming bhava tanha and craving for non-existence and non-becoming vibhava tanha this is the 
idea about the rising of somebody. Rising of somebody we call craving or tanha, which gives rise to rebirth as well as bond up with pleasure and lust, right? These are sensual craving, craving for existence and becoming, and craving for non-existence and non-becoming. These are the ways uh, which belong to uh, the second truth. So uh, it is clear that Tanha is the main root for the arising of suffering. Now we will look at the rising of craving. Factors that contribute uh, to the rising of suffering are mentioned in the second noble truth. According to which, the rising of dukkha is directly related to craving. It is directly related to craving. Uh, that is accompanied by pleasure and lust. It is accompanied with pleasure and lust. That is nandiraga sahagata. And also delighting here and there. In delight, tatra tatra abhinandini, abhinandini in delighting here and there. This reference to the tendency of delighting here and there uh, in this or that reveals that one observes something as delightful, as uh, gratifying, as sad. craving arises because of delighting hmm, something, we are delighting something, right? Uh, then as a result of uh, that delighting or gratifying asada, then craving arises. So this is the idea according, according to this statement. According to the Maha Satipattana Sutta of Diganikaya. Uh, this craving arises and establishes there. Where there is anything agreeable and pleasurable. So, according to Maha Satipattana Sutta, the places where anything agreeable and pleasurable things like we call in Pali Piyarupan, Satarupan in those places the craving will arise and establish right so this is how it is it is quite similar to the delighting places as well right <clears throat> it means we can understand that uh, this Craving will arising is arising because of uh, agreeable and pleasurable things, right? It is quite vipari 
<coughs> when they are changing uh, the situation of agreeable and pleasurable, then pain or suffering will come as a result of the craving. So according to Mahasatipatta Sutta, uh, these are the places, they are agreeable and pleasurable places and uh, things you can see. The six faculties, those are indriyas, six faculties, you know, the uh, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind. So these are the six faculties and six objects we call Arangana. Form, sound, smell, taste, tangible and mind object, right? As a result of those indri faculties and object will arise six consciousness we call Vijnana, five consciousness and other five consciousness. As a result of it, six contacts, contacts mean we call sampasa, eye contact, chakku sampasa, and other five contacts. Right? Then six feelings or vedana, feeling born of eye contact feeling born of eye contact that is we call chakku sampasaja vedana and the other five feelings six perception or sanya perception of form rupa sanya and other five perception six volitions or sanchetana volition in regard to Four, Rupa Sanchetana and other five volitions. Six craving for Tanha. Uh, craving for form, Rupa Tanha and other five cravings. Six thinking or Vitakka thinking of form, Rupa Vitakka and other five things and six pandavin or vichara excellent uh, wondering on form rupa vichara and other five pandavin are agreeable and pleasurable places where this craving arises and stands right so this actually these are the places as well as these are the ways of arising and establishing uh, five, five faculties then five objects sorry six faculties six object and they are consciousness as a result of consciousness they contact uh, and they arise feeling six feelings and then six perception six volitions six cravings six thinking and six so in this way, we uh, we uh, can see the agreeable and pleasurable places and agree agreeable and pleasurable things. So 
because of these uh, these reasons as a result of thinking uh, and uh, acting as a result of these the craving arises and steps right this is the idea <clears throat> in short it is clear that craving arises and takes root when forms sound smell taste bodily contact contacts and ideas are agreeable and pleasurable so this is the this is in short one who sees anything which is agreeable and pleasurable he clinging he cling to them right tanha pachya upada it is in causal formula Craving alone is inadequate to explain the suffering, as stated earlier. The cause of suffering is craving rooted in ignorance, right? Uh, but the idea is actually uh, craving alone. We cannot. Uh, it is quite difficult to explain the. of suffering then we can see as a process when we are thinking it is craving is rooted in ignorance or avijja as a process avijja patya sankara uh, ignorance is the foundation of craving according to the formula of dependent origination ignorance is the condition for the arising of kama formation Formation or sankara, actions of body, speech, and mind; those are the karma formation. In short, karma formation are volitional activities. Then we are moving to the uh, third noble truth, uh, that is the nirodha satya. Third noble truth is the emancipation, liberation, freedom from the continuity of suffering. This is called the noble truth of cessation of suffering, which is nibbana. In Sanskrit, nirvana. Pali word nibbana, Sanskrit word nirvana. To eliminate suffering completely, one has to eliminate the main root of suffering, which is craving, as said earlier. Therefore, nirvana is known also by the term tanha kaya, extinction of craving. Tanhakayo nirodho nibbana. According to that, extinction of craving is nirvana. Right. <clears throat> In his first sermon, the Buddha explained 
the third noble truth as follows. Monks, this is the noble truth of cessation of suffering. The complete cessation, nirodha, giving up, chago, abandoning, patinisattva, release, mutti, and detachment, analyam. These are the condition of nirodha. From that very clearly, this is the uh, uh, away from it. Release from the craving, right? It is complete cessation, nirodha, giving up, chaga, abandoning, patinisattva, release, mukti, and detachment, analyam. These are the condition of it. Yes, these are the condition, you know, something about Nirvana. So, uh, I'm not going to talk much about it. Uh, then the fourth noble truth, uh, that is uh, the way leading to the cessation of suffering, we call the fourth noble truth. The path to freedom from craving is the same path, same as the path freedom from suffering, namely the noble eightfold path. This is known as the middle path, Majjhima Patipada, because it avoids two extremes, right? For the mid, uh, for the eight noble fold path, we call middle path. So, Madhyama Patipada. These are the reasons. One extreme being the search for happiness through the pleasures of the senses, which is low, common, unprofitable, and the way of the ordinary people. That is called Kama Sukal and Kama Yoga. The other be the search for happiness through self-modification in different forms of asceticism, which is painful, unworthy, and unprofitable. That is called Arthakila Matana Yoga. So these are the two extremes. <coughs> uh, the middle path is avoiding those two extremes and because of that reason we call it middle path or Majjhima Patipada. <coughs> it is not uh, connected with those two extremes or the yoga or the uh, wrong path. <coughs> this is called Ariya Attangika Magga. Ariya Attangika Magga. Because it is composed of eight categories. It has eight categories or divisions. They are to be developed simultaneously as they are interdependent and interrelated with each 
healthy the cultivation uh, of the other. So we have uh, idea is actually uh, they have uh, interrelation condition and interdependent. <coughs> The first one of eight noble four part right view or right understanding we call samadhi. The understanding of suffering, understanding of the origin of suffering, understanding of the extinction of suffering, and the understanding of the path leading to the cessation of suffering. It is we call Samadhi. <clears throat> Second, right thought or Samasankapa. The thought of renunciation, the thought of non-ill will and the thought of harmlessness. Nikkam Sankappa, Abhyapada Sankappa, Avihinsa Sankappa. These are the uh, uh, Samma Sankappa, right thought. Third one is right speech, Samma Vaja. Abstaining from lying. Slander speech, harsh speech, and frivolous speech. Samavacha means sort of verbal practice, abstaining from telling lies, slander, harsh speech, and frivolous speech. Musavada, Visunavacha, Varusavacha, Sampapalata. Next one, the fourth, right action or Pali Samma Kamantra. Abstaining from killing, abstaining from stealing, and abstaining from sensual misconducts. So these are the these are we call Samma Kamanta, which are belong to five rules, five uh, precepts, three of five precepts. You know that. <coughs> uh, the fifth one, that is right livelihood, that is we call Samma Ajiva. Having given up wrong livelihood, living with right livelihood is called Samahaji. Mainly it is abstaining from five types of wrongful traits and endeavor to live a virtuous and disciplined life. life. Wrongful traits are Weapons business, business of living beings, fresh and meat business, 
intoxicant business and poison business. So these are mainly uh, we should have to follow uh, for the right livelihood to be the uh, virtuous and disciplined life. Sixth one is right effort or samma vaya. It is there are four aspects. Prevent the rising of evil or unwholesome thoughts. Remove such thoughts that have already arisen. Produce and develop wholesome thoughts not yet arisen. Maintain and promote such thoughts that are already present. So these are the samavaya or right efforts one should have to do regarding uh, the efforts. <coughs> right effort. The, the seventh one, right mindfulness. Samma Sati. Contemplating the body as a body. Contemplating feeling as feeling. Contemplating mind as mind. And contemplating mind objects mind objects. With attempt to fully aware and mindful, having put away covetousness and grief, we have to uh, make our mind Eighth fact is the right concentration that is Samma Samadhi. Entering into the four absorption or jhana after detach from sense desire and from unwholesome mental states, kami, akusami. Keep away from sense desire and unwholesome mental states. One should have to entering into the four absorption or jhana, chattari, jhana. Jhana are the results of uh, the samma, samadhi or right concentration. It is quite uh, developed stage of the mind, right? <coughs> Next, uh, I'm going to discuss uh, the idea of Mahachattarika Sutta regarding the uh, eight, regarding the eight 
eight factors and the idea of Mahachattari Susutta also very important regarding our discussion. The aim of this sutta is to teach the noble right concentration, right? The aim of this sutta is to teach the noble right concentration, that is uh, samma, samma, right? As we have mentioned, as the last factor of Unification of mind with these seven factors is called noble right concentration. It is said that in that sutta, unification of mind with these seven factors, seven factors means the seven factors we have discussed earlier except the last one that is Samma, Samma, right? So unification of the mind with these seven factors is called the noble right concentration. So according to that sutta, for the right concentration, we should have to follow all the eight factors. Uh, for the noble right concentration, right view, come first according to that right view means understand wrong view as wrong view and right view as right view this is the uh, right understanding of the samadhi this is one's right view to follow the other uh, steps As a gradual process in this Mahachattarika Sutta, uh, it is like this. One who has the right view easily can reach to the right thought. One who has right thought easily can reach to the right speech. One who has the right speech easily can reach to the right action. One who has the right action easily can reach to the right livelihood. One who has the right livelihood easily can reach to the right effort. One who has the right effort easily can reach to the right mindfulness. One who has the right, mind, right mindfulness <coughs> easily can reach to the right concentration. One who has the right concentration easily can reach to the right knowledge, that is Samma Jnana. One who has the right knowledge easily can reach to the right deliverance, that is Samma Vimukti. Right? You can see here, there are eight factors, right? For the for the noble concentration, one we have to uh, we have to practice the eight factors as well as another two, right? Those are the right knowledge, samma jnana and samma 
cleaning right deliverance so according to this sutra there are 10 factors right for the right concentration this is the result right deliverance or samma vimukti has two kinds deliverance of mind that is we call cheto vimukti right deliverance of mind and the deliverance through wisdom that is we call panya vimukti these are the two aspects of deliverance right deliverance cheto vimukti and panya vimukti right the former is the highest concentration samadhi which is bound up with the path of arahansi that is arahanta magga it is bound up with arahanta magga right we call arahanta magga the latter is the knowledge bound up with the fruition of fruition or final result of arahansi that is arahanta pala clear the idea is the cheto vimukti or the deliverance of the mind is really connected uh, as well as is, it is the uh, it is belong to highest concentration and it bound up with the path of arahansi that is uh, the arahanta magga right it is in the path you know that uh, we have so on magga so on pala so sakadagam magga sakadagam pala in this way arahanta magga arahanta pala magga is the first one pala arahanta pala is the highest one one who has the uh, the panya vimukti is the highest for the final results of arahansi or the arahanta path right so thus the path with eight factors is for the seeker seeker means attanga samannagato seko for the noble ones stream winner one returner non returner and the worthy one who does not reach to the fruition of arahansi so this this uh, people we call the seeker or the worthy uh, or the noble ones seeker means the noble one right who entered into into the sotapanna or stream winner right or one returners sakadaga non returner anagami uh, and uh, arahanta magga right uh, path of arahansi so these are the uh, are the uh, these people or these noble ones we call the seeker the path with 10 factors for the worthy one or arahant who reach to the panya vimukti panya vimukti or fruition of arahansi or arahantapala right so this is the idea about uh, 
Bhagavad Chapta is Chapta Sutra. <coughs> so in this way we can discuss the origin of suffering as a cause as well as uh, as the problem we discuss suffering and uh, uh, craving is the cause to suffering and the cessation of suffering we call Nirod and the path leading to the cessation we call Way we can we can discuss uh, the sense of uh, one of the truths. Thank you very much uh, for your discussion, for your understanding, for participating for with this discussion. And uh, may all meritorious deeds we have collected so far certainly help us to to eradicate defilements and to reach to the final liberation sadhu sadhu sadhu